I'm Nick Abrahams, and welcome to Web3, From Mystery to Main Street, the podcast where we talk about how technologies like crypto, DeFi, NFTs, and the metaverse are being successfully embraced by mainstream businesses. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to the show. And today I am absolutely delighted to welcome Rick Jr., who is the head of growth at Block Trust. Rick, welcome to the show. Thanks, Nick. Great to be here. And now, Block Trust. So, so we see a lot of Block Trust uh, uh, popping up these days as mainstream organizations uh, seek to embrace Web three. Can you give us a bit of a sense, Rick? What what is Block Trust? What you know? What's the history there and size and those sorts of things? Yeah, good, good place to start. Um, so, Block Trust. Uh, we've been around uh, about. Uh, two years now. Uh, we were principally founded by two guys, uh, Mike Alexander and, and Mike Haywood, the, the Mikes. Uh, and, uh, and and where they come from and, and kind of where we all come from is really important to our story and, and really to our what we think is our, our value proposition. Uh, Mike Alexander is a former uh, CEO of Jeffries Bank, so 35 years in, in investment oh, banking. Um, the natural segue from investment banking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. And then, uh, kind of through some uh, investments that um, that that he made, um, ended up uh, being a part of the uh, the EOS uh, ICO back in the back in the day. Uh, if you don't know that story, uh, they they raised uh, four point two billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, that was that was enormous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the problem with that is that uh, Mike, as an as an investment banker, said, "Hey, hang on a second here, right? There, there's not there's no there there." And so, um, so Mike Mike stepped in and um, uh, became CEO of that business, and then proceeded to invest uh, about a billion dollars of 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 that uh, of those of those funds in uh, Web three companies uh, around the world. And and so Mike uh, went around and saw about two thousand uh, Web three companies and uh, made significant investments in a lot of the brands that we know today. So whether that's uh, you know, Axie Infinity, right. Immutable X, Polygon, uh, et cetera. So Mike has a, a long background and deep understanding of uh, Web3 and the, and the use cases there, but also a really deep appreciation about the risks that come with building in Web3, mm -hmm. particularly for brands. And right. so, so, so that's really kind of where the trust comes from, is that um, we only work with, um, with large brands and um, as we say, we, we like to protect the brand at, at all costs. So we're really focused on things around risk, compliance, uh, KYC, AML, uh, payment rails, uh, et, et cetera. So we, we, we speak big brands. And when we do uh, the program, some of which we'll, we'll talk about later, um, we make sure that everybody's in the room, the board, uh, the 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 general counsel, the CEO, et, et cetera. Um, Mike Haywood, uh, so he's uh, uh, founded uh, LiveHire, so an ASX listed company, yep. uh, a SaaS company, um, but also uh, had employed uh, some Web three technology back in the day. You could think of it as a uh, as a talent wallet, uh, you know. So. Uh, basically, everybody who has their, um, you know, their their wallet with the talents that they have in it, uh, employers will then validate that those talents exist, and essentially um, uh, remove the requirement to go check references and to test for capabilities. Because if some somebody's validated in the wallet, then it's you know then then it's uh, then it's true. And so um, 
So those guys uh, kind of got together during uh, during COVID uh, and kind of shared their experiences and as true believers in, in Web3. Um, uh, also thought, you know, brands need a lot of help with this, right? Yeah. So, so how can we take advantage of, uh, of the things that Web3 provides, uh, but to do so in a way that, uh, that manages the risk and the, comp- and the compliance uh, around Web3 to, yeah, to, to protect the brands. And so, so that's, where we, um, that's, where we, that's where we come from. And the team that we build are all, uh, you know, sort of 20, 25 years of experience and everything from brand um, strategy uh um technology uh you know legal compliance uh finance as well so we we also do a lot of tokenomic modeling right. for you know for organizations uh which um CFOs love you know love in in particular and so um so we uh so we've created this just fantastic team of individuals that um that know how to, to how to work with boards and senior executives um and then we're building a um uh, a white label uh, Web three technology stack, uh, and so that's um, yeah. you know, that's that's basically kind of off the shelf. You know, Web three is a service, if you will, uh, off the shelf wallet, digital marketplace. Uh, and we'll talk a, l- a little bit a bit more as as um, as as we go, but also um, things like gamification, loyalty yeah. engines, yeah. You know, all the things that big brands are going to uh, need to stand up. To um, to connect with their customers, to create community, to you know, to to drop tokens, uh, to manage tokens, and then to drive uh, loyalty within the community using uh, you know using tokens and smart and smart contracts. So we're, so at this stage, where you know we're we're a, a bit of professional services helping yeah. brands think about how do we translate our our, our corporate strategy into a Web three strategy. Uh, but but also a uh, you know a pure play Web three uh, technology company as well. It's um you know it's it's so refreshing to hear that because I guess one of the themes that keeps coming out as we talk to big brands who are embracing Web three is they are looking for enterprise grade vendors and and technology solutions and and that's been I think a maturity step for the web three world over the last you know eighteen months or so, whereas before that it's very much a cottage industry, and now organizations like yours seem to be uh, you know being able to give that level of comfort to uh, big brands that they can you know set off on this journey, which is you know not without risk, but they can do it in a uh, in a way with enterprise grade solutions just right. what's your what's been your experience with with brands, I guess, over the last year in terms of the level of interest. Has there, have you experienced a significant growth in that interest in sort of getting involved in Web3? Uh, yes. So, um, so a, a lot of interest, a lot of, um, a, a lot of caution as, as well. Cautious interest. Yeah. Don't want to get too carried up, which is good, right? We don't, I mean, you know, you don't want to be the person who, uh, you know, who took people into a, a disastrous second lifestyle experiment that uh, right. burned a lot of money. Yeah, especially because we've been saying for a long time that um, you kind of you kind of think you, we think of the web and and uh, you know three different phases, but I think you could probably think of of uh, of tokens in the same kind of way, in that you know when they first started out, like a you know like a, a crypto punks right uh, or a, a board API club right, it was it was um, 
you know, it was really around uh, value created uh, by scarcity. Yep. Um, yep. I mean, there's certainly buzz and 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 community. Some of the some of the some of the things around community, and a lot of them are scrambling to now add kind of this, what we view as the second phase of NFTs or, or tokens, which is utility. You know, yep. like oh, oh my gosh, like uh, you know, a picture of of something, even if there's only ten thousand of them, uh, isn't really worth much. Yep. Uh, and so let's add some utility around Rick, that. Don't don't let the DGens hear you say that. I know. <laughs> You'll be tarred and feathered. But it's well, true. It's, uh, we've, no, we've moved. We've moved. Well, I think there's certainly value, and they and they forge the way for all of us to yeah. understand what you know what's what's possible here, and um, uh, and and I've also I've got a whole bunch of these things myself, and right. so I'm, I'm <laughs> a, a, a recovering degen. Let, let's, uh, um, but for but for brands, uh, uh, you know, for for them, it it very much is. Uh, you know, how do we bring on um, mass adoption into the into Web three, yep. uh, and, um, and and how do we help people to to want to have these things um, because they're nervous, right? Consumers are yeah, nervous yeah. about making yeah. investments in, uh, in in tokens and NFTs that they're going to lose their you know lose their money on, and yeah. so uh, so we we think that the you know the the third phase is really around. Um, how do you uh, create value in the context of fandom and loyalty? Right. Uh, and and so uh, so you know and meaning NFTs and tokens get you access to things that you otherwise couldn't couldn't get access to. Uh, yeah. So and I and ideally you know in real life experiences that brands can uniquely provide to uh, to their customers and to their fans. Yeah, yeah. We we might get onto that in just a moment, just to get a bit of a sense as to how Block Trust fits into the ecosystem. So, I mean, I, you know, your 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 website talks about you know the complete turnkey solution, mm-hmm. um, which which sounds very attractive. Because one of the things that I've sort of seen with big organisations is, you know, they they've ended up having to get you know they've got a creative agency who's got you know a technical. Uh, capability that they hire in from somewhere and so forth. And it's all a bit of a mishmash. Um, so what, what's the proposition of Block Trust to, to a big brand looking to, you know, invest in Web3? Yeah. So it all starts with education. Uh, so we're, we're running, uh, uh, we're probably averaging three or four what we call master classes a week right now. Wow. wow. And, so, yeah. and, and so those are... Um, those are with uh, boards and executive teams okay. around around the world, um, and, and and usually we'll we'll start with uh, you know either a CEO or, or a chief marketing officer, yep. um, you know, reaching out through the, through their network or to some of our customers to say, hey, you, you guys have done something that seems you know really interesting here. Who who did you work with? Like, how did you get here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. And so they they come to us, and, and so before we really start talking about. Uh, what's possible and all the things that you could go off and, and do in Web three. Let's make sure that everybody's going to be who's going to be a part of this um, this program uh, for it to be successful. First, is on the same page around what is this, right? Where did it come from? So we so we go through this process of talking about you know what was Web one, <laughs> you know, forget about what's Web three. Like what was Web one and what was Web two, and and why and. and that's really the only way to get to why does Web3 matter, right? If you, as you go on that journey. So we take them on that journey. We talk about the blockchain, where it came from, what it is, level one, level two, right? We go through all, all of that. 
we talk about the metaverse, what it is, what it's not, what we think it, you know, it, it, it might be. We talk about this concept of value in the context of fandom and, and, and loyalty. Um, so, so we spend a couple of hours with executive teams going through this. We then give them a bunch of homework because, you know, 95% of them have, ne- they don't have wallets, right? Yeah. They bought crypto. They don't have any NFTs. And so yeah. we give them, uh, so we give them a homework, which is really sort of a recipe guide for how to enter, uh, web three right. safely, uh, give them a couple of challenges. So they, they go off and they, and they go through that, they go through that experience. Right. Um, yeah. we then run, uh, another you know, anywhere from hour to a couple of hours, depending on how many questions there are, what we call the dumb question session, right? Because <laughs> like all of us that went into Web3, right, we were all just kind of rummaging around. Oh, yeah. About what this <laughs> is, right? And you feel you feel a bit sort of shamed about what it is that you don't know. And you're like, who am I going to ask? Because it feels a bit tight. Like the community and so forth is, uh, you know, can be, can be quite difficult to break into that community. And, uh, you know, some folks... Are uh, you know a little bit you know looking down on on folks if you don't sort of get it as such. So it's a brilliant idea. So that- yeah. So if you're a CEO of an ASX company, who do you turn to to get advice and understanding about what this is, right? And, and for many for many of them, they they can't even ask their CIO, right? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, they're they're probably better off uh, get. They're probably going to get the best answers from their kids. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. So we run this uh, this dumb question session. Um, and then, then after that, once everybody's kind of armed and the and the ideas are flowing, we then run an ideation session, okay. uh, kind yep. of, a stru- of a structure to that, right? So as you think about all the different things that you can do with your brand, um, let's start to get those onto uh, onto paper. Right. Um, then we we build out this vi- this Web three vision, right? So we could launch NFTs, we could do fan tokens, um, we could do fantasy gaming. Uh, we could do a metaverse play, et cetera, et cetera, right? So we just get all that, yep, all that out. Right. We map all that out, get everybody really excited about uh, about what's possible. And the really important thing for brands is to make sure that the first step into Web3 feels like an extension of the brand, Yep. right? Because because uh, many brands, they, they want to do something, and we can talk about why that is. They want to do something in, in Web3. They're just not sure how. And they're afraid that if they do do something that, you know, their market share is just going to plummet. They're going to get a bunch of bad press around. Right. They're, they're trying to avoid that. Right. Yeah. And, and many brands have spent years and years and years and millions of dollars um, building their their brand to be a trusted brand yes. to move into this space and to get it wrong. Mm. It, it's, you know, it, it'd be deeply, it's deeply problematic for, yeah. you know, for, for executives. And so so we also go through this process to say, what is your brand? What are your brand attributes? What is your strategy? Um, let's talk a little bit about your customers and your customer segments. Let's talk about um, within those customer segments who are going to be your early adopters. So where do you start versus right. where do you where do you build to? Right. Yeah. We, um, you know, when we were um, uh, we we talk about the Cricket Australia program. We we're working with them. We said, who's your who's your um, what's your sweet spot? Right. And then they said, uh, you know. Um, people sort of 35 to 50 years old. And we said, okay, well, people that are 35 to 50 years old aren't going to get into NFTs, right? So <laughs> so let's talk about other customer segments. And they said, well, boys and girls who play cricket. Okay. Said, Bingo, right? Like boys and girls who play cricket are also playing Roblox, right? And, they, 
And so they understand um, what Web3 is and they understand the role of technology in, in their life. And so if we can, uh, and they're, they're also buying cricket player cards at the news agency, right? right? Um, yeah. And so if we can just digitize those, we can give some exciting benefits to those. And then you have a, you know, a kid who says, hey, dad, I got the Pat Cummins card, but I also get to go have lunch with them or I get to right. go meet them. And the dad's going to say, what? Like, how, how can that happen? How can I get me some of that? Right. Yeah. And so, so we also talk to brands about where, you know, what's the right place to start? Yeah. What's the offering that you that you provide to each of these um, of these segments? And then, um, so then, then we go through a, a, a process of understanding what technology do they already have, what communities do they already have, mm -hmm. how are those communities uh, performing, um, and then we we figure out what is that right first step into into Web three. We like to start small. We yeah. like to test. We like to learn, and we like to build over 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 time. Um, you know, with the with with the brand. Um, so that's the whole process that we use to it, take brands on the journey. Yeah. Um, and some brands, when we get to the end of it, we just say, yeah, there, there's not really a there there right, right. now. Maybe yeah. we wait a bit um, and they need to go away and do some soul searching on on their side. But we give them a really clear view as to what's possible um, and help them think about what what they need to manage in order for a program to be successful. We can then deliver all that. Right. So we we've got the, the, the technology um, platform, as I said, we can integrate with all the you know, all, all the systems as well. We, we work with marketing teams. We work with branding teams. We can partner with um, brands, creative agencies. Right. right. So we can kind of play any different role that we that we need to play. So we can do the whole turnkey thing. We can also we can act as advisor. We're advising a lot of brands uh, on this. We're, we're writing RFPs to build consortiums. Uh, or we can do the whole turnkey thing. Right. Um, at the end of the day, we think that Web three and the associated technologies will change the world, much like Web two did, and yep. the social communities that you know Twitter and Instagram and all the all those um, companies have built. We believe that this is the opportunity for brands to create and own that community for themselves. Uh, and so we're we're deeply passionate about it. And so what we really care about is how can we help brands go on this journey and do it safely. Um, and and also be successful and, and you know starting the and starting the journey. Yeah, I, lo I love particularly the analysis you did there around you know who are the customers because the you know the the folks that come in and um, you know they they've got a lot of off chain customers and it's like well you know who's going to buy that NFT? I mean you've got a lot of people there who who ha don't have wallets, so you've got this massive barrier. So. So, you know, it makes great sense. I guess, can we talk about uh, some of the, I mean, you've had, you've got some great brands on the client list. Maybe could we kick off with Village Roadshow and what, uh, how you helped out those folks? Uh, yeah. So with, with Village Roadshow, um, so, so uh, maybe let's, um, before I answer that question, uh, take one step uh, back and then we'll yeah. a couple jumps forward. Sure. So when we when we talk to brands, we, we like to think of Web three strategy as um, as uh, uh, kind of having four kind of four layers of the pyramid, right? So the base layer is community. Yeah. Right? It, all, it all starts with community, and and this is a um, right. This is a major tenant of Web three, right? It's all about the community. Now, um, a big part of the the community is. For, is taking back uh, and 
the the community that now lives on Instagram and Twitter and, and YouTube and a lot of these um, uh, you know Web two communities. And so for brands, you know they're they're spending increasing amounts of money to talk to their community and getting diminishing right. returns from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're also then having to pay for that you know for that data yeah. uh, to access that. Um, and so you know you you know for for a brand you can spend millions of dollars a year and. And a lot of people that actually follow you won't see that content, even though you're paying to try to get it out there. Yeah, you know, if, if you're if you're on Instagram or, or Twitter, right? There's just so much coming at you at all at all at all times, right? Yeah. So, um, so so the first part is to to build that that community, and that community is also going to give you that first party data, right? Cookies are going away. Um, yeah. uh, the social networks are 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 throttling access, right? So brands are just craving this, this first party data. So, so community is that, that for kind of first base layer that we, you know, that we like to build. Um, and so that, that, that could start with somebody buying an NFT. Um, and then that's the start of their community. Um, for many, we're just releasing a fan token, right? And, okay. and for most brands, you won't see us talk about NFTs or tokens or web three or any of that, right? It's get the app and, and buy the thing, right? Wow. Uh, and it, and we, um, for most of the brands, we, we start all of them in fiat. You use a credit card. Right. That's how, that's how you get started. And because NFT is kind of a bad word and, yeah. um, and <laughs> kind of, and, and, oh, yes. you know, I, I don't know about you, but, I, you know, when people are like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I work in web. Oh. <laughs> and like, oh, NFT is great. You're one of those guys, right? Yeah. Oh, no. There's a, there's a lot of bad blood out there around that. I mean, you know, we're starting to see that term change so aren't we you know digital collectibles and so right. the whole range of uh there's a lexicon that's that's now developing so we don't have to say those those letters that's right that's right so okay so then um uh so we so we like to start with that that community piece next layer is ownership right so ownership's really important um uh psychologically right when when we own a part of the brand when we feel like we if we own a player card right yep. or like we're building programs with some very large retailers um uh you know particularly like bottle shops right and then we're partnering with fmcg you know producers where when you go into the bottle shop and you you, you buy uh whatever you, whatever you like um you know you get an nft that nft could be a bottle of wine it could be a, a case of uh it could be a case of beer yeah. and then you build out your virtual seller or your virtual brewery and then we gamify that right so then you can build out if you build that out then you can get access to winery tours or you know a free a free case of beer right so yeah. so ownership is really important right and, and again ownership is one of the major tenets of of web3 this idea that uh, i can own a you know a, a digital asset absolutely um, and it and it, it and it's an opportunity to create loyalty, right? Because at the end of the day, ownership is an exchange of value between the the person that produced it and the person that owns it, and that's re that's really important for you know for loyalty. So ownership is that next layer. Um, the third layer is engagement, right? So and, and this is really where more like tokens come in, loyalty tokens, um, proof of attendance tokens, um, proof of uh, proof of authenticity, proof of participation, proof of purchase. Right, those those tokens that allow people to be recognized for my participation in the in the community, right, oh, wow. and to be able to level up, uh, to be able to level that level that up, um, and then the top layer is loyalty, right. So if you build the community, 
you engage the community, they feel like they own part of the community, own part of the brand, they're being recognized for their participation in the community. Then we provide them benefits and rewards based on their participation. And ideally, these are in real life experiences that money can't buy. Right. right? right. Uh, this isn't the classic um, spend more money to get a coupon to save money. Kind right. of so it's not 10% off. That's for right. The IT customers. It's, That's right. Yeah, That's it, right. It's because totally like, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, loyalty programs don't drive loyalty, right? Because I, I don't know about you. I have a loyalty program like with all the airlines and all the retailers and right. And so that doesn't necessarily drive my my loyalty, right? Yeah. I go to the nearest shop, right? Based on right. what I based on what I need more often than not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And you well, just collect the loyalty points and you know, you use them. Just, it, but it's all by happenstance. It's it doesn't drive you to behave in a certain way. Yeah, that, well, that's right. And you can't spend them either, right? You can't yeah. spend loyalty in other ways. Now, some loyalty programs have developed partnerships with other loyalty programs. Mm -hmm. But you know, we see a future where there's a, this really interesting dynamic of being able to spend your loyalty tokens wherever you want. Right. right? Yeah. Um, so if those, are the, if those are the four layers, um, community ownership, engagement, and loyalty. So then if we go back to your, your other questions, so when we look at, at Village Roadshow, right, and we, yeah. we see the brands, like, what are you trying to solve, right? Let, let's start there. What are your problems? What are your, you know, what are your opportunities? And then let's talk about if Web3 can solve it or not. Why hasn't the stack of technology that you already have solved the problem? Right. And then, and then why Web3? We're, we're just always asking that, right? We're not the Web3 hammer looking for a nail. Right? <laughs> um, so um, so with, with Village Roadshow, um, so we're doing a few um, really fun things there. So, so first is, you know, get your Village Roadshow key, right? Which is really just okay. to get your, you know, your kind of your free token, your free Village Roadshow app. And then if you go to, <clears throat> if you go to one of the, um, you know, one of the, one of the theme parks, then um, you know we can airdrop in uh, a, uh, a you know an NFT into your you know into your wallet, and so they're launching a new ride called the Leviathan um, here here shortly. And so sounds, you know, a, sounds appropriately scary. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and so you know we can drop in the Leviathan card yep. uh, into your wallet. That Leviathan card will start off as an egg, okay. uh, and then the more you ride that that nft will dynamically grow into a number of different you know kinds of leviathans right. and then as you get more mature all kind of a bit all, all sort of benefits are going to then um start to show up in your in your wallet right that might be free merchandise it could right. be free food and beverage it could be um free tickets to another park right so the other thing that this is allows us to do you know, for, for many brands is to start to drive some of this cross-pollination across the brand, the number of brands that they have once right. they begin to understand customers and their and their preferences. Yeah. Um and uh and be able to skip the queue uh you know for oh. these for these for these oh. rods, right? Fantastic. Um, yeah, and and so um yeah, so with uh with Village Rocho, then it's about um you know them understanding everybody who comes into the park. Right. And so right. we're working with, um, you know, we're working with museums, we're working with um, some big events that are that are coming up. Um, we work with a number of different sporting codes. And there's there's a difference between the people that buy the tickets and the people that actually show up um, and the people that actually show up. You don't really know who they are. Oh, you right. don't really know what who their, who their preferences, what their preferences are either. And so 
with something like the Village Roadshow Key, when, when somebody comes to the uh, to the park, they download the app, they ride all the rides, we reward them for, you know, for that. Um, in the future, we also might do things like, um, you know, a scavenger hunt around the park yep. that allows them to redirect traffic, right? Because everybody's going to want to ride Leviathan. <laughs> Yeah. But what if we were to drop something into somebody's wallet that says, hey, go over here because you can get this benefit, yeah. right? So geofencing uh, is also kind of a really exciting part of, you know, what we're doing um, as, as well. And you can think about really interesting use cases for this, like in retail, where suddenly we can create a lot of excitement about aisle six, which is, you know, from a retail perspective, aisle six isn't worth very much, right? Like right. all the most valuable real, real estate is at the end of the aisle. And so we can also yeah, do really interesting things that allow um, brands to drive traffic flow within their, you know, within their venues or within their, um, yeah, within their retail footprints. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of really interesting things coming there. Oh, that's amazing. Just on the, um, on the Village Roadshow uh, solution, just in terms of the user experience, because obviously, you know, setting up an NFT wallet is is a bit of a hassle um but the way you're doing this is you just download the app the village roadshow app and it's all it's all in the app so you don't have to have a separate nft wallet as such yeah no nft wallet you just get okay. the app yeah you just get you just get the app and then uh we just collect a you know a little bit of kyc information um and then we're off right and they don't they don't know that they're using a blockchain they don't know that it's uh you know that it's an nft um, yeah, very, you know, very straightforward. Um, and then normally what we'll, we'll, we'll do is um, with these kind of loyalty programs is we like to get as many people in as we can. So the first step is, is free, right? Just get, get them right. in the door. Um, then from there, uh, you can start to gamify the, the levels. Right. right. So the more you ride, um, the, the higher levels you, you go, uh, you can buy your way to different, um, to different levels as well, or we can ask for them to reveal some of their personally identifiable information uh -huh. so that we can understand, so we can start to put two and two together, yeah. right? We understand more about the customer or the fan. And then this is where the big data play is, right? Is that, um, we, we view tokens as you can think of them as in real life cookies, right? Meaning that. When you browse all over the website, uh, all over the all over the internet, you're getting cookies dropped here and there, and then ads start to pop up and say, "Hey, would you you know would you like this or would you like that?" Now, um, I'm not sure about you, but you know most of those ads are weird and wrong for my. For, <laughs> uh, or relate to something you've already bought. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's you buy one vacuum cleaner, all of a sudden they think you're in the business of collecting vacuum cleaners. So. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I think um, yeah for you know one of the one of the airline programs I'm a part of, you know, they, they keep sending me offers for a blender. It's like, they must think I, I need <laughs> you um, love blenders. <laughs> love blenders. You need five at least. Um, so we view those as in real life cookies, meaning that, um, you know, for let's say cricket Australia, we're also doing, um, you know, their program. We can understand who comes to the games, who watches the games, right? right. So we can put a, a QR code on the, um, you know, on the a Boxing Day test match, and if you scan it, then you get then you get this that tells us who they are. Yeah. If they're buying merchandise, right, then we can understand what merch they like. If they're buying player cards, we understand who their who their favorite players are, and so we start to get an understanding of. Um, and if they're let, let's say participating in the community, let's say Discord, we can connect into that as well, okay. and really get a complete picture about 
behaviors and preferences of customers. And then we can use that. And this is where the loyalty engine piece comes in. I was talking about earlier. We can then use those data to provide at scale, very bespoke and personalized offers to to consumers. Um, And then we can measure the uptake of uh, of the offer. Right. So um, so uh, that becomes really powerful then for for sponsors. Right. So within the so we're also doing the um, the NBL program. Uh, we've got a few more here that aren't aren't public uh, quite yet. Um, but this is really exciting for for sporting codes. Right. Because they can go to to their sponsors and they can say, you know, uh, in the past, you could take your ticket stub and go get, you know, X right. and neither the ticketing company, the sporting code or the sponsor knew if that was effective at all. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those promotions. Yeah. There's no way to kind of complete the loop there, yeah. but with um, but with with blockchain, we can, right? We can we can really measure that, and so it allows us to um, uh, it allows us to to create new revenue streams for um, for brands because if they own the community, yeah. um, it's like they own their own, you know, Facebook, right? Yeah. And yeah. so. Uh, yeah, so so if Facebook is a community and Facebook understands their users and they understand the user preferences and profiles that they can then target ads into, then why can't big brands with millions and millions or billions of, of customers, why can't they do the same thing? Yeah. And so um, so revenue generation is is part of this, but you have to build that over time. Yeah. So yeah. we work with brands, you know, we don't advocate doing a big NFT drop and making a bunch of money, right? Now, yeah. certainly... You can generate revenue, new revenue streams through the sales of, of NFTs, but this is much more of a you know of a of a long play, and certainly an opportunity for brands to um, uh, to have a, a number of different revenues to generate uh, you know new streams of uh, perpetual royalties. Yeah. It's a, quite a different way for brands to think about their customer base, though, isn't it? To think about them as communities. You know, I I, I feel like. Previously, brands have thought about customers as customers and, uh, you know, there's segmentation and so forth. But actually, you know, the ability to bring a community together and to foster that community. Are you seeing that as being a bit of a, a shift in the in the thinking of CMOs? Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, there's this idea that and, and it's funny because when we run these master classes, um, it's just amazing to watch the penny drop. For, oh, bet. Yeah. for executives yeah uh you know where they, they they just kind of put their hands in their head and they go wait a second so what you're saying is that <laughs> i can have my own community that that we own right and then i get all the first party data associated with that community and i can speak directly to them and i can understand their preferences and i can understand their behaviors and then i can um instead of using all this money out into the you know the internet kind of shouting into the void yeah, yeah. Uh, i can think of this differently right i can think of it take let me take a piece of that and 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 to be fair the the web2 social networks will continue to be a part of our future right yeah. they're, they're not going away yeah. they're actually a wonderful um, customer acquisition channel and brands should continue to spend money there um but what that allows them to do is is to say, well, now I can spend a certain percentage of money on acquisition, and then I can spend uh, other, you know, a, another portion of that on my existing customers and driving growth within the customers that I have, and yeah. then 
measuring the uptake of of what we're offering those those customers. Yeah. So they get really excited about that, and then um, and then CIOs put their hands on their head and they say, "Wait a second, <laughs> you're telling me that uh, that uh, we don't have to worry about data security anymore, right? Right? Um, because uh, you know, because we we can talk about why, but um, you know, Web three provides this opportunity for for brands to kind of get that risk off of their you know off off of their risk profile yeah. by 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 um, getting all this stuff onto the blockchain and allowing people to be personally responsible for you know their you know their personal information. Yeah. Now with so so obviously it's a massive opportunity for more data on customers and potential customers and so forth. Is there what's happening with actually getting that data into a format that you can actually use and interrogate? I mean, does it are there businesses that will sort of you know pump that direct into the CRM and you can look at you get sort of that view of the customer or is that a is that going to be a pure play CRM proposition? Uh, boy, that's a huge opportunity. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I've been thinking about. It's like it just strikes me as we're getting all this data, but you know, existing CRMs, you know, as great as they are, don't necessarily have that um that channel so anyway it's boy i mean that that's yeah that that's a a huge opportunity um yeah. you know because you when you think about how does the world work today right the world works by um you know advertising on on social media desperately trying to find people to get some information and data about them to put those into a marketing automation solution yeah. Yep. Uh, to then, um, you know, to then you know, market to them usually by email, which you know we're all trying to you know unsubscribe and, and <laughs> those emails, yeah. um, and then and then and the, and then hopefully to get them into a you know a CRM where we can continue to collect data uh, about them, um, and it's that's all going to completely change with these um, you know with these communities, and so a big part of what we're building into the platform is um is this data analytics feature there's a couple right. of tools out there mm -hmm. but um they're like many things in web3 right they're they're quite uh immature yeah. um and so yeah so part of what we're um yeah what we're building is this how do you because you, you can't look into the wallets right because this is um the into the personally identifiable information of your customers unless yeah. they choose to reveal that right yeah. You can certainly see everything on the blockchain and 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 the loyalty engine, which has a, a bunch of machine learning in it as well. Um, it can look at um, if I know that um, Nick that you have all these behaviors and I have a long history of who you are, mm -hmm. and then I come along and I start to look a little bit like Nick. It's going to start to test offers based on my behaviors, yeah. and then if I, if I if I nibble on those breadcrumbs, it's going to start to automatically segment me and to start to provide those bespoke offers uh, to me without yeah. marketers really having to get involved. And so what we're what, what this allows marketers to do is to think about what are my segments, what are the offers that I want to try and test um, with them, and then let the you know, let the machine kind of, you know, work in the background and then to be able to see the analytics on all that, how effective is that? What are people buying? What are they not buying? What are they selling? How much are they selling it for? You know, those, those kinds of, uh, you know, those kinds of questions, but a, a huge, huge area of opportunity there. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm very conscious of time. Maybe just um, one last use case you mentioned. I know we can't talk about brands and so forth, but some of the work that you're doing in the fashion space sounded um, sounded fascinating. Yeah, so again, um, we we start with, uh, you know, I, I think we, we've seen like the Gucci's and, uh, you know, the fashion world's really kind of taking this on. And, and a lot of the things they've done, I'd characterize as more, you know, brand building and, you know, standing up a store or an experience in the metaverse could be on brand for, you know, for, for some brands and, and certainly in the fashion industry doing digital wearables and, and things like that. So, um, you know, being able to, um, you know, to wear, uh, you know, I, I don't know, an Alexander McQueen outfit into the metaverse could be very much um, on, on brand um, with them. But when we talked to the fashion industry, um, the, the thing that we heard was um, number one is counterfeiting is a huge problem. Right. Uh, and, and so, how do we how do we combat uh, how do we combat that? Um, and the second thing is that um, the secondhand luxury goods market is about a seventy billion dollar U.S. per year industry. Wow! And um, and the the people that are mostly winning there again are sort of the Web two, right? The the eBay's of the world. And so um, so what we're building there is is number one is a a, a certificate of authenticity NFT. So we have a, a technology that um, as these products are, are coming off of the off the the floor, um, we take a, a a very like 8K high definition um, image of it. Um, we can get down to the um, pattern of the the leather okay. you know, where it crosses the button, so we get a digital fingerprint of every item. We then link that to uh, you know to a uh, to an NFT, and so uh, so early next year with you know a number of big fashion houses that will use this um, use this technology, you'll get a, a certificate of authenticity with it. Now, um, so that's number one. Number two is that um, these big brands don't know who their customers are, right? So. Uh, if let's say if, if if I you know buy my my wife a, a handbag for for Christmas, uh, probably buy that from a David Jones, right? Yeah. So David Jones knows they know who I am, yeah. but they don't know that my wife has the the handbag, and the manufacturer certainly doesn't know yeah. who, my, who my wife is, right? Yeah. And so uh, to be able to register that certificate of authenticity, and, and obviously we're, we're kind of working through well what utility comes along with yeah. that. And incentivize my wife to register the certificate of authenticity, and then let's say she gets she gets tired of that and wants to and wants to sell it. Then um, we're creating a marketplace where people who want to resell their their luxury goods can do that, and then it gives um, it gives the buyer confidence that it is a an, an authentic uh, an authentic product, yeah. uh, and then it gives the the brands that uh, that secondary revenue from the $70 billion a year um, market. And then it allows them to connect with the secondary buyer as right. well, right? right. Um, and then they they then they own the community, right? Yeah. So they know everybody who owns their product and then they can start to talk to that community about new products that are coming out, yeah, yeah. right? And they can start to get a profile of who are the people that buy our secondary products. Can we start to move them into buying our, our primary products? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so a really, uh, yeah, really interesting use case for uh, for for Web three, and one we're excited to get announced and and launched early next year. Oh, it's a it's a fa fantastic story, and you know, I think a, a lot of people, uh, you know, with blockchain particularly, it was it was always like this solution in search of a problem, and now weirdly with digital assets and NFT technology, we're seeing a lot of 
big companies actually embracing blockchain and so forth. So that's been fantastic, Rick. I'm, I'm entirely conscious we've gone on for a long time. I've taken a lot of your time. Were there any other sort of particular sort of examples you wanted to give or? Uh, think well, we I could go on all day. I love this yeah. stuff. <laughs> why don't we? Why don't we call it? Well, why don't we call it uh, quits then? I, I feel like uh, you know there could be um, there could be follow ups as as you release uh, all of these fascinating uh, new technologies and solutions in the market. So I hope this isn't the last time we speak, Rick. But uh, thank you very much uh, for spending the time with us today. I think just, just in terms of I guess if people in organisations are thinking about Web three and so forth, maybe just some final thoughts, some examples. And I mean. Who does Block Trust, you know, who, what sort of organization? I get the sense it's very big brands would be coming your way, but is there, is there any sort of um, uh, sage advice uh, that you would give uh, big organizations and CMOs looking into the space? Well, it's certainly a very exciting opportunity. I guess the advice that we say to all brands is, you know, really start small. Uh, really think about, you know, really kind of ground yourself and your customers and, and what they want. Obviously, be careful not to create, uh, you know, financial assets that are, uh, that are going to, um, create issues for, um, you know, for both the brand, uh, you know, but also, uh, but also customers. Yeah. And then, um, and, and we're here, we're here to help. Uh, <laughs> we, I spend my, my whole day is, is talking about these things with, uh, CMOs, heads of strategy, CEOs, and 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 boards, and so we we deeply understand the the interests, the risks, and uh, I think we've got some um, you know some great uh, processes that uh, you know many brands are using to to navigate this to find out what that bullseye is for them in terms of that small first step into Web three. Yeah, terrific, Rick. Your your energy, enthusiasm, and and proven uh, uh, expertise has been fantastic. Thank you very much for spending time with us today. Thanks, Nick. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to Web3 from Mystery to Main Street. Nothing in this podcast is legal or financial advice. Have a great day. And remember, every organization needs a Web3 strategy.